Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee Dan. You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody. RadioWhat.com. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DEJLittleRock.com, coming at you live and in living color with another edition of my podcast, What Makes You Famous. This time, recording live at the Faulkner County Library. They were nice enough to let me have one of their rooms, one of their meeting rooms to do this podcast. And funny enough, the person that's on the podcast works at the Faulkner County Library. She's been working there for a while, very talented. She's a creative writer. Her name is Adriana Nicole Davis. Now, I've seen her around town, her family, every time I do a karaoke show at one of the Mexican restaurants in the Conway, Arkansas area, her family shows up. I love it. They always make the room feel that much better. They're always so happy. You could tell they're in their family bubble. It feels good when the Davises come to the show. And I've seen them probably for probably more than five years now. And I don't know. I, you know, I, I know a little bit about Adriana and what she does, and I know she's very creative, but I wanted to learn more. And thankfully, she wanted to let me know more and let us know more. Thank you so much to Adriana and Nicole Davis for coming on the show. So here we go. Adriana Nicole Davis, What Makes You Famous? Adriana Nicole Davis in the house. We're podcasting. Yes. This is the What Makes You Famous podcast. <laughs> it's not necessarily what makes you famous. It's radio what? Maybe making you a little more famous, getting your word out a little bit more. Tell your story. You know, I've seen you around, at, and every time I do a karaoke show at, at a Mexican restaurant locally in Conway, Arkansas, you and your family, they show up, and I love it. Every time I see you, the room lights up. Your whole family's great, just wonderful. You never sing. You have some <laughs> I, good. I do on occasion. Uh, okay, okay. I have, I you have, you have, but hardly ever. Hardly Let's ever. go with hardly <laughs> ever. I, I'll retract that. Never, hardly ever. But it's always good to see you. And I've seen you. I've I've seen you around for. Oh, it's got to be four or five, maybe more than five years now, and. It's always nice to see you, but I don't know a lot about you. I know you're an author. I, I, I know, you know, painting you in different boxes, compartmentalizing you. You're, you, you, you work in the library and you're, you're good with books. And you're good with people and you always have a smile on your face. And what, what more? Where are you from? Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm from Buffalo, New York. Um, Buffalo, upstate. Yes, upstate. Um Right on the border of the U.S. and Canada. Okay. Like Niagara Falls? Yep. Niagara Falls. Half of Niagara Falls is in Buffalo. The and, other half is in Canada. Okay. All right. I've heard about Niagara Falls. I've seen Niagara Falls in pictures, and they always say the Canada side's better. What's, what's better? Have you been on the other side? 
I don't know. I only lived there for the first three years of my life. Okay. So okay. When I say I'm from, I was born there and I was raised by parents who lived there most of their lives. Very good. Um, Tell me about your parents, uh, mother and father. What, what's that situation like? Uh, they're from New York. Oh, they're fantastic. Um, yes, mom is um, her whole life, minus like a short stint in South Carolina. Okay. Um, when she was a teenager. So New Yorkers, upstate New Yorkers. When you think of New Yorkers, they, you think of the city. You think of people, hey, I'm from New York. How you doing? You know, a terrible accent. I'm sorry. I, I, I tell anybody out there, I, I apologize. But not really. <laughs> but no, uh, do they do they speak that way? Do they have an accent yeah. in, in upstate New York? Just as much as they do in the north. Um, it, uh, not. They probably have a little bit less. Okay. Than your traditional New York City accent. Sure, sure. Okay. Uh, but but you can still tell a difference when you're talking to somebody from New York. So mom's from New York. Yeah. And and what did she do up there? Um, our family for generations on her side is from there. Um, yes. So, um, she went to school, um. And spent um, most of her early 20s up there. Sure. Um, what kind of work did she do? What kind of schooling? She did. Well, she did. She actually went to school um, in Idaho. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. how'd she end up in Idaho if she's from New York? Uh, what used to be called Rick's College. Okay. Uh, BYU-Idaho. So, for those who aren't familiar, um, the Mormon Church has yeah. um, two specific colleges Okay. Um, that are LDS run. Um, so there's Brigham Young University. Right. That's called. And there's one in Provo, Utah. And then there's also one in Idaho. Okay. All and right. It used to be called Rick's College, but it is now called BYU Idaho. Mormons everywhere. Yeah. So you're so Mormon. That's, that's where she, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mom's Mormon. Yep. Dad's Mormon. Yep. Okay. And what, did, what kind of work did dad do? Um, dad did a lot of uh job hopping um he's been everything from working in a navy shipyard to um construction to sure. factory work sure. um he um delivered newspapers and such so many different kinds of interests yeah. many many doesn't like to stay in one place he's at one a- one time uh, jack of all trades. Understood. No, I, I've definitely had a lot of Joe jobs, a lot of hairnets, yeah. a lot of name badges in my lifetime. And, and I think it's because I, I get, I get uh, complacent in yeah. one spot, you know. And as long as I'm feeding the family, as long as I'm I'm putting food on the table and and a roof over the head, doesn't matter what job you're doing, right? So it's mostly about the family then. Yeah, it was all like all the jobs that he was able to pick up or whatever. Um, was just in order to, you know, do what was best for the family. So sure. we actually moved a l- around a lot um, yeah. because of it. So um, we would move to somewhere else and he would just pick up another job there. V- very cool. That mm-hmm. That's all you need is a job uh, to uh, sustain the family. Okay. So family, how many people in the family? Um, so um, I do have two brothers and a sister. Older, um, younger? One brother is older. Okay. Um, one brother is younger. Oh, all right. And my sister's younger. And um, me and my two brothers were born in New York. Okay. My sister was born in Utah. Utah. Okay. So you did spend some, time, did in spend some time in Utah. 
Yeah. Very cool. Uh, um, okay, so w- what kind of work are they doing? Um, my um, younger brother, Jeffrey, is yeah. um, a sales rep for Guitar Center, I think. is. Hey, that's one of my toy stores. Guitar place, whatever. <laughs> I know Guitar yeah. Center down in Little Rock. Yep. Now, is he in Little Rock? Or no, which? he's in Provo. In Provo. Or uh, Salt Lake City. And that's Utah, okay. Yeah, he's in Salt Lake. He works in Salt Lake City. He lives in Provo, so he commutes. Oh, yeah. Um, Every town I, I've ever been to, I, I probably stepped into a Guitar Center for one reason or another to, to grab some some items. <laughs> yep, and he so he's a he's a sales rep there. Very cool. All right. And then my older brother Joseph is between jobs right now, but yeah. he is actually moving out there with him. Oh, fantastic. So he's gonna find something out there and see what he wants to do. Very cool. So is the whole family out in Utah now? No, no. Oh, okay. Just those two. Um, S- spread out a little bit throughout the states. Yeah. Yeah. Jeffrey decided he wanted to, you know, pop off and figure out his own thing. Yeah. So, and um, with Joseph between jobs now, he figured he wanted to do the same. And so they're like, well, let's, you know, you come out here and you can room with me and we'll figure it out. Very cool. Well, it's nice to have your family tight and and you still speak to them a lot. And and, and, yeah, families is, I know family is important to you because every time I see you out in the town, your whole family's with you. Oh, yeah. It's not like you leave the kids with anybody and you go off with the husband and do stuff. No, yeah. you bring that family with you. Oh yeah, it's it's tight. It's nice. I love my family. I like spending time with them. <laughs> yeah, very good. Now I did mention that uh, you work for the library, Faulkner County Library, and full disclosure, we're transmitting live right here from the Faulkner County Library. We're we're recording this "What Makes You Famous" podcast, and I appreciate that. I know a couple of Sundays ago. I used John's office because, well, it was Sunday. And we spent like the first part of the podcast talking about, I didn't even know the place was open on Sunday. Yeah, the library is open on Sundays. How about that? Read a book. <laughs> so, all right, moving on from your, you move from New York to Idaho for a little bit to uh, Utah. Utah. You were in South Carolina. No, that was your mom. But was we, in, we were in North Carolina. North Carolina. Okay. I, my brother's in North Carolina. We're, we're, we're from South Florida, but him and his, and his family, they moved to North Carolina. And there's, there seems to be good opportunities there because my best friend from high school, he moved from Fort Lauderdale to North Carolina to try to make a way. What is it about North Carolina that people are drawn to it? I have no idea. <laughs> I had I had no control over any of that. Okay, was, so you're still I was a kid. About seven at that point. All right, still yeah. still a kid, and just uh, wherever your parents go, that's where you go. Yep. Very cool. Um. So, what year was this? Do you? Oh goodness. Um. Nineteen ninety nine, two thousand ish. Ninety nine, two thousand. You're seven years old, and you're living where? Um. At that point, North Carolina. North Carolina. Now, when do you get out of North Carolina? Or what were you? About 2000. Um, okay. We came to Arkansas. Arkansas. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, right here to Conway or, or? Mountain Home. Mountain Home, a little further north. Yes. Like uh, Mountain Home, every time I go there to do weddings or parties or whatever, it's, it seems like it's a very rural, very, you know, no city yeah. life, maybe a couple of country stores. Here and there. Yeah. So, what do you do in Mountain Home? Nothing. 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 Ouch, Mountain Home. Ouch. Actually, you know what? I will give Mountain Home. They actually have a community pool. Okay. Which, you know, Conway doesn't have. Yeah. Well, I mean, no. Conway used to have a, a pool, and and unfortunately, it's just not there anymore. Yeah. But Mountain Home has a 
of a public pool, which is great. That's a nice thing for the kids to do. Yeah. And keeps them out of trouble for the most part. <clears throat> now, this is your, you spent your high school life in Mountain Home? No, we no. moved to Conway. Well, we were, we stopped in Mountain Home because that's <laughs> where my dad's sister lives. Okay. Um, And so we stopped there on our way. And then we, we found a place in Conway. All right. I um, mean, we lived in Conway for about <coughs> six years. So that was. I was from like eight to fourteen. All right, and eight, then eight to fourteen, and then about fourteen years old, we moved out to Valonia. Valonia, okay. So you ended up uh, going to high school in Valonia then. Yes. All right. I'm trying to, man. I'm trying to. Yeah, we we've been everywhere. Jump man. ahead here, but yeah, they, they now Valonia is about a half an hour away from Conway. So, and I think their their schools do play uh, football and sports against each other. So. Uh, Valonia, what's the the mascot there? Uh, the Eagles. The Eagles. All right. So you ended up being a Valonia Eagle. Mm-hmm. And how was high school life in Valonia? Because that's a, a bit of a smaller town as well. Uh, Conway would be 58,000 or so. That's what's on the on the sign outside of it. Valonia, how many people? Um, 3,000-ish. 3,000. Considerably smaller. Okay. So what is it like uh, growing up? Spending your formative years, I guess, your dog years in high school in a smaller town. Um, I probably would have preferred being in Conway. Okay. Um, I <laughs> sorry, Valonia. Sorry. sorry. I did not have a good experience in high school. You know, I didn't have any friends. Um, the few friends I did have weren't great. Oh. Um, Extracurricular I, activities at all? Unless you like farming. Farming. Yeah. Sure, but why not? No, not much. Not, okay. <laughs> not much not much in the way of um things to do. Um and you know, the bullying is kind of just pushed aside. They didn't really seem to care too much about who was saying what. Um, so all right, cut to the chase. You got bullied? Oh yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah. I've had people threaten to kill me. I had people threaten to beat me up. I had a Boyfriend who decided to beat me up. Yikes. Um, what year was this? What, what, how old were you then? I was 16, 17. Oh. I mean, it's hard enough being 16, 17 yeah. to have a boyfriend beat you up. That's yeah. not nice at all. No, it wasn't great. <clears throat> Do you, all right. All right. This being a small town, small community, you still have to see that person? Um. Oh, yeah. I saw him every single day until he graduated. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it was not fun. Um, so nobody interact. Nobody uh, stopped that. Or um, did you report no, it to anybody? I, yeah, a teacher saw him punch me and in the school, and he did nothing. 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 All right, not teachers, anything. you need so, to get on top of this. Now, stop that bullying. I've heard okay. Go ahead. That it's gotten better. Oh, good. Good. Now, what year was this? Um. So that would have been about two thousand and eight, nine, ten. Okay, so they've had about the uh, about ten years to to (laughs) get their act together. Gotcha. All right. (laughs) What it's like now, I don't know. Sure. All right. So let's uh, let's get through high school. So high school was not a good experience. No No extracurricular activities. Were you writing in a diary at all? Were you journaling? Were you Um, keeping? I did most of my journaling um, in way of poetry. Okay. And that's kind of what kept me grounded and sane in 
poems. Um, you you wrote a poem when? When was your first poem? Oh, geez. I've been writing poetry since I was a kid. Um, yeah. I was like, I guess the earliest I can remember is eight. Well, that's cool. Do you remember that poem? No. Was it simple? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. And uh, after, so maybe your your subjects, what, what was your favorite subject in school? English. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. So we get out of high school. Uh, Valonia Eagles. All right. Leave them in the dust. Mm -hmm. And you go off to college? Um, Well, so I actually, I met my husband my senior year of high school. Excellent. So towards the last half of my senior year, things got a lot better for me. Yeah. Because I had a fiance who loved and adored me and um, who, you know, encouraged me. And so, um a lot of people stopped messing with me because he was nine years older than oh yeah me. So once they found out that I had a boyfriend who was older, uh-huh. um, people kind of quit messing with me. And um, and he's pretty you know, formidable. He, he, would, he would he would he would show up and oh yeah, you know, pick me up from school and everything. So um, and you know, small town, small town, so tongues wag. Yeah. Um, so it got around. Um, I actually had somebody from one of the churches call my mom and ask if she knew what I was doing. Oh, okay. Um, that you was, were dating a guy that was nine years older. Yeah, which was great because my mom was like, yeah, we love him. Okay. I'm like, what's your problem? So they backed you up <laughs> yes. or they backed oh, their, sure. your relationship up. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. Yep. And you had a protector. Yeah. You you had some some solid uh, a backing uh, for because, hey. Tired of getting bullied. Sometimes you need that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So he kind of became my backbone, and he pushed me, um, encouraged me, and you know I gained a lot of confidence. Sure. Um, from being with him. What did he push you into doing? Uh, just whatever I wanted. He what said, did you whatever want? Whatever you want to do, you do it. What I'll did you want to do from there? Um, leave the town in the dust. <laughs> what I did. Last day of school. Get out of that one horse town Last and day head of to. I moved out of my parents' house and moved in with him. To where? Uh, Conway. Right in Conway, right, right here. Conway. Very good. And so went to college at UCA. Okay. What'd you study in UCA? Uh, creative writing. Okay. And psychology. Very cool. I think I started in psychology myself. I learned just enough to mess myself up the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You can do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I went to uh, Brow- Broward College in Broward County, Florida. So, yeah. that's. But, yes, like I, like I said, I've run the gambit uh, of jobs myself. But... Uh, Okay, so you studied creative writing. Did you do some writing while you were in college? Oh, yeah. All right. I kept up my writing, um, branched out. I used to just, like, specifically do poetry, but then I branched out and started working on short stories and um, novels and such. Um, And I even kind of extended further into, like, plays and uh, film scripts. What? So what what was the first thing you wrote in college? Oh, goodness. Um, and I'm guessing this is for your assignments uh, yeah. of sorts. Uh, what what was the what's an assignment that that really sticks out in your mind in school uh, when you were doing your creative writing in college? I did write the beginning of a novel um, about um, a dictator who came into power okay anybody Um, in mind when you were writing this or or completely fictional no it was it was completely fictional um at the time um 
<laughs> but did you draw from any experience or, or did um, any of your, your past uh, account uh, accounts? I kind of was playing around with like, um, Hitler meets, uh, revelations. Okay. But was it somebody bossing you around that, that was the inspiration or just, Oh no, it came, was just, it came was from your mind. just like, what if this happened? All right. And kind of, well, what, what kind of what, delve into the story a little bit? What if Hitler uh, was in the revelations, I guess, dealing, dealing in with the end times maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was kind of, it was kind of a long, like a mix of that too. Um, All right. Very much focused on survival and, um, you know, packing up, having to leave everything real quick and get out of the city and, you know, go out into the country and kind of try to make your way without interacting with other people. Yeah. Now, is this something that got published or or no, that you have you put it on a blog anywhere? No, I've. I wrote maybe like three chapters. All right. Um, I might should try to find it and see if I can salvage some of it. Yeah. I've definitely gotten better. Sure. In my writing sense. So, you know, whether I would want to kind of. Okay. So we move, or not. move on from the dictator. Where else do you, what other things have you written about? Um, I've, since then I have published four books. Um, Two are poetry anthologies. So I love poetry. I love sticking with it. Yeah. Um, April is National Poetry Month. Oh, so, okay. And we're right here in the middle of April. That's great. Yep. I've been working on some poems for that. Um, How cool is that? Um, and then the other two, one is a picture book. Okay. That I wrote um, with my son, Lucas, as kind of the um, inspiration for that. He was a little bit of a bully in okay. preschool. Okay. He would, uh, you know, shove people and, yeah. you know, mess with people and stuff. And he always wanted to be first. He had to be first for everything. Yeah. If he wasn't yeah. first in line, he was upset. If he wasn't first to do this, he was upset. Well, he could be running the White House someday. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, <laughs> he's a lot nicer now. Okay, um, all right. He kind of grew out of that. But I wrote a book based on him and because we had talked about it. And I was like, well, what? Do you have a lot of friends? And he said no. And sure. I was like, well, why do you think that is? You know, do people like hanging around with people who are mean to them or who won't like share or take turns? And, right. you know, so I wrote that book to kind of help him along and um you know realize that he didn't have to be first to everything and that sharing is okay and that yeah. you know so you've extended your parenting into yeah. book writing so yeah. uh, that looks sounds like you get him good gave him good advice he's doing much better now oh, yeah now okay let's back up in in your college now you you went to UCA mm-hmm. for creative writing was that a good experience oh it was fantastic to meet I some people loved it um everything from my professors um, I, um, actually met, well, kind of, I was reintroduced to my childhood best friend. Okay. Cause she was doing the same program. Um, so we had several classes together. Wait, childhood from Buffalo? From, no, from, uh, Conway. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah so when like you were in Conway the first like time. School. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and we're still friends today. What? Um, 
So it was it was good to be able to get reacquainted with her. Yeah. Um, and then I actually became friends with one of the kids who bullied me in high school. What? Because See? we, you know, she had gotten out of that environment. Sure. You know, away from those sure. people in the town and kind of was on her own. And, um, you know, things change between high school and adulthood. You know, what's funny is that's very topical because there's people that are getting uh, getting a lot of flack for tweets and Facebook posts that they did 10 years ago, yeah. 15 years ago. They're not the same people. Yes. They can grow. Yes. You can give people a chance. Yes. Yeah. I think we have to um, allow that and um, grant that mercy and that, you know. Sure. Because people can change. Um, it's it's actually a hot topic of conversation amongst librarians with Dr. Seuss. Okay. Um, his earlier stuff yes. had some kind of controversial racist cartoons that he did. Yes. Um. But what people fail to understand is that he changed as a person between those cartoons and what we know as typical Dr. Seuss, right? Oh, so, yeah. So, um, you know, and then he spent the rest of his life trying to make up for that and trying to, you know, put out positive messages of inclusion and acceptance. And so I think it's very important that we remember that people are allowed to change. They're allowed to, you know, change their opinions. They're allowed to change their minds. The more we live, the more we grow as people, and we need to allow that and not hold, continually hold the past against somebody because you could be talking to two very different people, you know? Oh, yeah. You could change your stars. There's stars on ours. <laughs> now, um, yeah, Dr. Seuss, uh, I, I, the, the Mike Myers cat in the hat has ensured that there will never be a live action uh, <laughs> Dr. Seuss as, as long as... As long as the Dr. Seuss uh, family owns. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Although I did like the Lorax. The, yeah. The Lorax was pretty good. Yeah. But Mike Myers, come yeah. on, man. You're better than that. You're better than that, son. All right. So, okay. We're out of uh, high school and you're writing books. Your first book was the the one. The Journey series. And, and so that's poetry. Is, is that a book that people can find? Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. If you go on Amazon and you look me up, you can. Definitely find it. Right, and we're looking who up? Oh, Adriana Nicole Davis. That's who we're looking up. How, how do we spell all that? A-D-R-I-A-N-N-A. -N -N -A, and then Davis. Make sure there's two N's. Two N's, yep. Two N's. Three A's, two N's. Not now, in a row. Uh, the first book was called what? The Journey Series. The Journey Series. And that's all poetry. Yes. Which is very topical for April being Poetry Month. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then where do we go from there? Um. Then I put out a um, novel I had been working on for a while called Discovering Melody. Discovering Melody. Mm -hmm. And what's that yeah. about? It is about um, a young girl who is, um, she is a flautist and okay. um, she's kind of, you know, the best in her school, the best in her area. Yes. Um, and so her band director takes kind of a special interest in helping her navigate the more professional world of music. Right. And getting her into good college, which she wanted to go to Juilliard. Okay. Um, Heard but, of that. Where's yeah. Juilliard? Uh, Juilliard is in New York. Okay. Close to where you were born? Uh, no. In the city. I in think. the city. Okay. I think. All right. So where does Melody go from here? 
Um, so she actually, so the um, band director actually um, takes advantage of being this mentor and sexually abuses her. No. Um, and so the book is her coming to terms with needing to tell the truth yeah. because it gets bad. Um, of course, it was never good in the first place, but whenever she finally puts her foot down and stands up for herself um, and reports it, yeah, you know, of course, this is a man who has influence over her future. Sure enough, you know? yeah, that's um, a teacher. He's he's gotten her performances, and he ha- he, you know he knows so many people, and he knows um, like he could ruin her professionally. Yes, you know? ma'am. Um, and so she has to decide whether she's going to accept that and stay quiet or if she's going to fight for herself and for the others that might be next. Uh-huh. Um, so she goes through the book with this dilemma. Yes. Okay. So this is something that happens early on in her in her Juilliard career. Well, pre-Juilliard. Oh, even yeah. before so that. Is, okay. Yeah, this is before. This is, this is her in high school. High school. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, she, um, of course I won't tell you what happens. Um, no, no spoilers. She ends up making her decision and sure. Um, you know, but and we find melody Yeah, and you find, and she discovers who she is and you know, how she wants to live her life. Now this is a young adult, a novel or in that section. Mm -hmm, Very good. Is that what you like to write or, or I love young adults. Okay. Uh, now, after finding Melody, which you can also find on Amazon as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good. Uh, what after finding Melody, what what uh, happens? Uh, the things I once knew, which is um, another poetry anthology. What now? What year was the? What year was the the first poetry? So that that po that poetry ranged from fourteen. To eighteen. Oh, why well, you? Okay, so you wrote that in four so that years. My, so that was all of my. Poly- yeah, it's four years of poetry from being a teenager. Wow, how um, many poems? And then I think there may be a couple more. Um, oh goodness, how many poems? Probably about a hundred or so. What? You're very prolific. Something like that. <laughs> I, I I think I know one poem in my head that I'm kind of rattling around right now. So uh, that's from 14 to 18. So you say somewhere around 2004. When did you graduate high school? 2011. 2011. Okay. 2011. So then after that, you wrote the Finding Melody started in 2011? No, I actually wrote that. Let's see. I wrote that in, I want to say 2000. 14? Okay, so it took you three years to write that one, um, to hash that one out and, and get it. Let's see, I'm not sure. Let's see, how long did I spend on that one? Sure. I think I spent probably a year on that one. A year. Now, when you say published uh, on um, on Amazon, is this something that you can do yourself, or yeah. is that something... You have to take it to a publisher? Yeah. So there are two different forms of publishing right now. Sure. Um, there's what's known as traditional publishing. So okay. that's where you get an agent and you talk to the 
or the agent talks to the head honchos, you know, in like sure. New York City and New York talking, City. We're talking the big publishing houses, right? You know, Random House and um, Macmillan and all that stuff. Um, and then even the smaller presses, sure, because um, you need agents for some of the smaller houses as well. Um, and so that, but that's where you get an agent and you have a publisher who buys your book from you. Okay. And then they sell it and you get royalties from that. Okay. Um, after you, what they do is they, um, you know, you present your novel to them and sure. they say, you know, okay, I'm going to buy that for $20,000. Right. So they pay you $20,000 for your novel. Then you have to make up in royalties that $20,000. Gotcha. That gets paid back to the publishing house. Yes. And then anything after that gets split between you and the five million people who worked on your book for you. Understood. Editor, cover, design, formatting, um, publicist. That sounds agents. like everybody gets a piece of your creativity. Yeah. yeah. Now, is that the route that you went? No. 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 Okay. I'm not a fan of that route. Oh, yeah. Um, now, wh- how did you go? So I went through self publishing. Self publishing. Which. Um, Allows me to retain more rights. Um, Very good. As a writer, it allows me to retain more creativity. Um, I also get more. Well, I say I get more royalties. Um, It's not being pushed as hard. It's not being split between you know five hundred different people over. Sure. But it's also not being distributed or or, or pushed yes. by a publishing company. Yeah, so yeah. you don't really have that backing, which a lot of people are still working on transitioning from thinking that, you know, oh, if it's from a publishing house, it's legitimate. If it's not, it's crap that somebody just put out there. You right. Know? right. Well, you can still order a hard book, right? Yeah. From, from Amazon. They'll yeah. bind it for you. and. Yeah. Send you an, an actual book. Now, do you have mm-hmm. copies of all your books? I do. You do. I do. <laughs> yep. Now, okay. Now we know a little bit about uh, agents and big publishing versus self-publishing. Mm-hmm. And you're self-published on Amazon, I'm guessing? Um, yes. So, well, it used to be, there used to be um, an avenue called Create Space. Okay. And that's where I went. But they have since merged with Amazon. Amazon's, Amazon's buying taking, everything. Yeah, Amazon's everything. Everything. <laughs> now, okay. Uh, after finding Melody, and this is 2014, where do we go from here? Um, I worked on different stuff. Um, graduated with my BA in creative writing in 2015. Yes. Um, and then kind of shifted gears and worked on my master's of library science. Excellent. Um, and now, when did you start working at the library? I started working at the library in 2015. It was Faulkner County Library. A couple of months after I graduated from college. Very good. How'd you fall into this job? Um, I actually had to do an internship for one of my classes. Right. And I did it here. Yes. And um, they decided to keep me. (laughs) Now, I did discuss on on a different podcast uh, internships. People think, oh, what are you doing? You're going, you're working for free. You're not working for free. You're learning. You're gaining knowledge. It's the same thing as if you would have gone to college. It's part of your college. It's part of your schooling. And you're go, networking. Yeah. And you're learning things. So, yes, interning is okay. But don't do it forever. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, you interned for what, a year? Um, 
Just over the summer. Over the summer. Months, yeah. And then they said, you're too good. Here's a job. Well, yeah, they had a position open up and I applied. And Fantastic. Yeah. Now, what's uh, what's good about working for the library is not only you have all this reference material to keep you filled up with knowledge and keep experiences going through your head, uh, they allow you to write and the flexibility? Not so much, no. Okay, um, okay. Of course, we don't really have the time. We're sure. so busy. Um you know, there's this like misconception that a lot of people have um, whenever people hear that I'm a librarian. They're like, sure. oh, so you get to like sit around and read and da da da. No. You no. got a lot of books we, to catalog, don't you? And, and you know, yeah. And, and it's so much more than books. Libraries are um, community centers now. Yes. You know, they're, we're not just you come in and you read and stay in the quiet. Right. We're. We host events. We have outreach programs. We bring people in. Um, you know, we have people here who are looking for jobs. We have people here who are interviewing for jobs. Um, we have become so much. And not library more, jobs. You're saying other yeah, jobs, yeah, like coming yeah, and meeting here. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get it. Yep, and they'll use our space in order to hire. And um, But we have become so much more than just. And so we're always busy, you know, assisting patrons and um, making sure that everybody's receiving the services that they need. Okay. Well, you still find a little time to to write on your own time. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So after finding Melody, did you? Where? What else did you write? Um. And then, so I did the things we want. I want to do, and then after that, I published. Um, Always on top, which is the picture book. Always on top, mm-hmm. a picture book. Yes. Now, why a picture book? Um, I love writing for children. Okay. And I'd wanted to. Um, I'd wanted to do it, but the problem with picture books is that they can get quite expensive to oh. make because you have to have an illustrator. If you don't. Okay, do so you're saying like a children's know. book, yeah. but illustrated. I'm thinking photography. Oh, no. Okay. No. Yep. This one was illustrated. Um, and I I, I do not draw or paint sure. or any of that stuff. But you have ideas um, of what you want? Yeah. So and, who illustrated? Uh, her name is Tina. Um, sh- and I can't pronounce her last name for the life of me because she's from Sri Lanka. Okay. Well, I'll try to find it and write it down and maybe put it in the show notes. Okay. Um, but um, she... Um, I found her on Facebook, actually, Neat. and we were talking, and she was willing to work with me. Um, she gave me a very, very low price. Okay, that's um, nice. For her work, which was nice, um, and it allowed me to kind of go in that direction, explore that area a little bit. Because, I mean, when you're when you're talking about illustrations for picture books, of course, um, the typical children's book is 30 illustrated images. Sure. Um, and you're talking two to $500 per image. Okay. I, I get it. That Sometimes sounds, that higher. sounds a bit, <laughs> that sounds a bit high. Yeah. I mean, and even if you knew a friend. Sure. Who did $40 per image, that's still. That's still money. That's, that's still real money. Still Hundreds, yeah, just to get the images. So this is a, a children's book about what, animals, I guess, most of the time. Or, or um, it was about the um, boy who always wanted to be first. The everything. boy who always wanted to be yeah. first. Yes, based on your little boy, yes. always wanted to be first, and yep. now you've taught him well. You taught him better. 
And so, and of course, at the end of the book, he realizes that, you know. Spoilers. He would would, would much rather have friends and, you know, be a kind person than to continue always getting his way. Yes. And he still gets his way sometimes. Yeah. Spoil him run. (laughs) So, all right. So after the the children's book, what's the name of that book? Always on top. Always on top. And you can find that on Amazon. Mm -hmm. All right. Very good. After that, uh, what year was this? That was... 2017. Wow, very recent. Yeah. Okay. And is, the, is that the last thing you've written or where are we at? Um, well, that's not the last thing I've written. No. Um, I've pumped out another novel. Since 2017? Yes. What do we um, do? I actually wrote the entire thing in the month of November. Whoa, inspirational for, month. Um, it's So November is National Novel Writing Month. Okay. And there's a challenge to write a 50,000 word novel in that one month. Tell me you did that. I did that. Well, yeah. <laughs> it was nuts. I don't think so I write three words. It was insane. <laughs> it was so hard. How, how, many, how many words do you have to write in a day or how long do you have uh, to take? 1,667 words. Every day. Every and, day. And how, many, how much time does that take? Hours. Hours. Oh, it was. Did you take a month off the, at the library or what? No. No, that was and that was with working full time, going to school full time, taking care of a family, taking care of the family, taking care of the house. Oh yeah, it was incredible. I could not have done it without my husband. Yeah, he shout he out me. Yes, for real. Um, he would you know come in and he's like, "Have you hit your work goal for today?" And I'd be like, "No." And he's like, "Well, what are you doing? Go right, go do that. I'll Get in your corner. This. You know." Now, do you have a space? Um, yeah, uh-huh. I have a library at my house. Wow. Okay. That's good. He can't have a man cave, but you got the library. He's got his own. Yeah. He's got a man cave too. Yeah. All right. So he's got his space. Yeah, have a sunroom. <laughs> oh, that is so cool. Okay. And, and this is a man, this is a man that's been with you since high school yeah. and pushing you along and making sure that you get your goals and he made yes. you do it. Oh, yeah. and, and so do you think in November without him, you would have done it? Oh no, no. And I actually... Um, I didn't do it this past November. Sure. Um, of course, I found out I was pregnant. In hey, muzzle tough. So it is incredible how easily you fall asleep when you're pregnant. Uh, okay, well, we like, can talk about that. You just like if you if you sit still for like five seconds, you conk out. Like in a chair. Yeah, just like anywhere. So you can close your eyes. So it was, it was really hard for me to write this past November um, with that in pregnancy brain. Like there's just so much that happens to you when you're pregnant. Sure. That I never knew was a thing, Um, but it very much is. Tell it. Um, So, you know, just memory stuff and like brain fog and not being able to concentrate, not being able to think. Sure. Um, Falling asleep, not necessarily being productive as you want to, um, not having the energy or whatever. Um, That's very typical in the first trimester. Oh, Um, It's towards the later part of the pregnancy where women can, like, start to function more, as weird as it sounds. Because... Yeah, because you figure you're... you're Absolutely. But I guess in the first part, there's a lot of growing in that baby. Yeah. So your your so body's really doing a lot of work, of oh, yeah. yeah. Trying and and that baby's grabbing nutrients from you and taking all all your energy and yeah. just sapping you. 
Oh, yeah. So, but you wouldn't have it any other way? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm loving it. Well, it's congratulations on, on the new baby that's coming. And, okay, so this novel that you wrote in one month of mm-hmm. 2017, November 2017, what was that? Um, it is um, called Follow Your Heart. Follow Your Heart. What's it's that about? another young adult novel. Um, it's about um, this um, guy. He's in his senior year of high school. Sure. Um, his, um, he. It's about a guy this time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, it's actually, it's, so it's split between two characters. Okay. The main character, there's a guy main character and a girl main character. And what, what do you find easier to write for? Write uh, as a guy or as a girl? Um, as a girl, it, it, it was, it was kind of hard for me to. How did you do the research to write for a guy? Um, I talked to a lot of like my brother and my husband and stuff, you know, what, what traditionally would like a guy think in this situation. Very cool. To try to get some perspective so while you're writing this book you're expanding your knowledge yeah. on people oh, and on every book i write i have to do some sort of research on something so yeah i'm always learning when i'm writing so this is a book about a guy and a girl in mm-hmm. high school mm-hmm. a senior yep. year you said yep and, and what um, are they doing he's actually he's going through this um huge depression um because his um fiance died oh, so no. he, he'd gotten engaged with his high school sweetheart and then she dies. And so wow. this is the aftermath. Um, okay. This is him facing his last year um, in a small town and, you know, trying to juggle moving on and honoring her and respecting her memory and, you know, missing her. And is it okay to let go? And, um, then he meets this new girl who moves into town. How soon after? Um, four months. Three, See, four you months. know, it's try it's trying to overcome this tragedy, and and yeah, you don't know how long. Over. Yeah, how long do you wait uh, before you can j- jump into another relationship? Yeah. You know, and I guess it's it's got to be different for everyone, right? Yeah. yeah, and when he starts to realize he has feelings for this other girl, you know, he's you know overwhelmed by the guilt. Because, you know, he loved his girlfriend. Yeah. You know, they were going to get married after high school. Right. Um, and so it deals a lot with um, depression and guilt and loss, um, especially at such a formidable age. And also being a guy, um, you know, we have this bizarre concept um, of toxic masculinity, right? Men are pushed to hide their emotions. They're pushed to suck it up, you know, be a man, man up. Oh, yeah, man up. I've heard it all my life. And, you know, and and it invalidates those feelings. And, um, you know, it it makes men feel like they're not able to express their emotions. Sure. In a healthy way. And that's, you know, where we see a lot of issues with violence and, you know, stuff like that. It's. They're not being able to express their opinions and their feelings and emotions in a positive, healthy way. So it's frustrating. Um, so, yeah. So um, it kind of focuses on that and how he deals with all these emotions that he's going through and learning how to navigate the waters of 
um, you know, losing somebody so close to him. Yeah. And navigating his own mental health and then meeting somebody new and, you know, maybe it's okay to let go. Maybe it's okay to be happy. Sure. You know, just because she died doesn't mean he did. He still has to live. Yeah. And, so, and the name of this book? Um, It's called Follow Your Heart. Follow Your Heart. And uh, get that on Amazon. Find out if he gets the girl. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. It is. It is in the works. Oh, okay, this I'm is something you're you're on now? right now. Oh my goodness! You're. Yeah. This is something that. It's a scoop. It's not out. It's yet. a scoop. Look for it. It's coming soon. But they can follow it on my blog. Oh, okay. So you do blog? Yes. All um, right. I just launched my blog Tuesday night. Yes, you did. Yes. What's the name of the blog? It is uh, Artsy Adri's Co. Artsy. Artsy, so A R T S Y, Artsy, Adri's, which Adri is short for Adriana. A D R I apostrophe S. Well, no apostrophe. No apostrophe. Okay. Yeah. So it's A D R I S Co, short for company. So C O Co dot com dot com. Okay. Yep. And, and I this, can send you the links for that. Yeah, I'll definitely put that on the show notes. Very cool. So uh, now, why did you start this blog? Um. So I had, I've been kind of struggling with wanting to make writing more of a priority in my life. Sure. Um, I had, I actually had a breakdown in the fall, um, late summer, early fall. Ouch. Um, and I was like, I had, I pushed everything extra. Out. I was like, I can't do it. It's too much for me. I can't handle this. But then what I saw when I did that was that, you know, those were things that helped keep me grounded and sane, yeah. no matter how stressful they may have been. You have to have an outlet. Yeah. So um, so I decided to kind of rebrand and refocus and come back with um, a more focused, centered way of you know, getting my stuff out and still doing what I love without stressing myself out. Um, and so I decided that I want to start blogging. Um, so my blog focuses on four focus points. Okay. And those are, um, so, um, arts, um, sewing, crocheting, um, stuff that I do for like stress relief. Yeah. Um, and so, um, writing patterns, writing about, what I'm doing, um, that kind of stuff. And then, uh, beauty, makeup, um, very cool hair, fashion, full disclosure. She is fully made up right now and looks fabulous. Thank you. Got the little glitter on her eyes and, and uh, smoky, smoky eyes. And yeah, I woke up early this morning. Oh, well you got fancy. I, I should probably start videoing this. Now, I did do a video a, a long while ago at UCA oh, yeah. uh, so. going over one of your books that, that at that time. But uh, I started this this podcast just because, yeah, I've been doing radio for a long time. But And, and one of my favorite parts of radio is, is interviewing people and learning more about them. And I wanted to learn more about you. So any other interest you have that you want to put out to the world? You still taking pictures? Yes, and that was my next one is um, photography. Um, of course, I I do that mostly as a hobby. Um, I kind of started photography with the um, 
idea of um, catering to more low-income families. Sure. Um, because, you know, photography is expensive. Yes, it can be. It certainly can be. Um, I mean, everybody's got a, a, a camera on their in their pocket with their phone, but uh, but to get a real professional shot, you have to have yeah, somebody. Yeah. Don't You can't just be a selfie. You have to have somebody take a picture for you. Yeah, and so I kind of wanted to cater towards people who might not necessarily be able to afford that yes. um, kind of a thing, um, but still enjoy getting their picture taken or capturing these special moments in their lives. Um, so um, that's kind of what got me started with that. And um, now I'm just kind of um, – I haven't really had many photo shoots in yes. the past year or so. Um, of course, my focus being all over the place. Sure enough, um, you got I, different I'm still, avenues. I'm still taking requests from people and um, shooting my family and other events. And um, hey, some of my favorite DJ glamour shots are, are the ones that you took of me, and she came to me. She found me at at a uh, at a show, and she yeah. took pictures of me, and I thought that was great. So you'll probably find those on my social media. How do they find you if they want to get some pictures made by Adriana and Nicole Davis? They can go to my website, um, artsyadriesco.com. Are you going to have different links for different the yes. different avenues? Mm-hmm. I do. See, yes, so now that is... Go to my home screen. Yes. It'll have artsy, beauty, photography, and writing. That is the way to do it. And I, I have everything in, on one website, and it links out to other websites as well. So... Any anything else you you want to talk about, Miss Adriana Nicole Davis? I think that covers it. And of course, the last um, part of my website being writing, so that's where I'll talk about my books, um, where you can find links to my books. Um, but also, if you're interested in becoming a writer sure. or putting your stuff out there, whatever, um, I will have articles on how to you know, get published, how to do this. If you're considering writing for school um, and focusing on that for school, you know, I will have articles on that and I'll have art like uh, writing prompts and all kinds of stuff. So sure. Now, besides the artsy, Adri mm-hmm. where else can they find you on social uh, media? Oh yeah. Facebook, um, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, What's your Twitter handle? Um, all over the place. Um, it's uh, Artsy Adries Co. Artsy Adries Co. Mm-hmm. Finder. <laughs> Thank you so much, Miss Adriana Nicole Davis. Thank you for talking on what makes you famous. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Dan. That was Adriana Nicole Davis on the What Makes You Famous podcast. I learned so much more about this bright young lady. She is so cool. And yeah, her makeup was on point. For sure. So if you want some makeup tips, you get them from Adrienne and Nicole Davis. If you want to learn how to write creatively, if you want to learn how to talk, don't talk to me. If you want to learn to write creatively, I encourage you talk to Adriana Nicole Davis. And photography. If you got a family, you want to have those memories preserved. Have Adriana Nicole Davis take your picture. Yeah. Find her. It's uh, make sure that you check out her web page at her website, rather at artsyadriesco.com. I'll put it in the show notes. Easy peasy. Thank you so much for listening to what makes you famous. If you want to be a part of the show, give me a call at 501 
470-6386 or shoot me an email info at radiowhat.com this is keys dan radiowhat.com djlittlerock.com for all your dj needs thank you for listening to what makes you famous peace i'm out of here radio what the music you want hey guys this is shelly g with a fast fact excavations from Egyptian tombs dating to 5000 BC show that the ancient Egyptian kids played with toy hedgehogs. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at Interactive Radio, RadioWhat.com. Tweet, tweet, yo. Follow Radio What on Twitter at RadioWhatTwit. Tweet, tweet, yo.